There's a process called puja, a praising, honoring, rising, lifting up. Particular spiritual values and spiritual impressions. This is a, a different way of using the mind, the heart, the body than we would normally do. Because there's no particular, on one level, there's no particular reason to do so. It's really just uh, an evocation from the heart to feel the quality of evocation, calling, of resonating, of uh, tuning in to heart qualities, to qualities, spiritual qualities, if you like, um, awakening, purity of behavior, purity of conduct capacity we have for generosity, selflessness, ability for the human mind to be present and uh, feel, look into its own functioning. Normally we're doing the functioning and concerned about how well we do it or what results will be. In Dhamma practice, you're just looking at the very quality of functioning, karma, action, the basis of it, uh, in your own heart. Bright karma, that which is brightening, rising. Bad karma, that which is darkening, contracting, agitating. looking at these fundamental impulses which don't begin in the world out there, they begin in the heart in here. So it's like claiming back, bringing back the centre of your life from the situations around you, economy, society, people, events, into your own heart. So shifting of that. And the nature of um, heart has a quality called intention or volition or impulse, which is the rising up. You're rising up with irritation or fear or love or joy or uh, aspiration. The interest in meaning, in purpose, in value. In skillfulness. This aspiration quality is um, pretty much unique to human beings. It's what makes us human, the way it's the ability to aspire. Otherwise, we're just kind of, um, you know, carefully evolved apes uh, with opposable thumbs and. Yeah. But the aspiration, 
it's just something we can uh, a quality where you can actually lift the heart to uh, to resonate with values and meanings even if we can never fulfill those that's not that's a different issue how much you can do is always determined by physical mental capacities also by what's possible to do uh, often in complex societies we find ourselves witnessing noticing situations that we can't actually change or at least not immediately we have to put up with the confusions the dissonances uh, uh, criminality and so forth but to just to do that to keep his spirits up you need to one needs to cultivate aspiration to resonate with your own values um, because this immediately puts the heart in a strong place in a bright place place the world doesn't reach you can pick that up so it stops the world getting into you and taking over now with chanting puja uh, this is not just thinking about something because its basis is fundamentally energetic that it's the way in which for example rather than think to to chant means you've got to <clears throat> bring your body upright drop your shoulders open your chest open your throat so you it's it means you've got to bring your body into it otherwise it's not going to happen breathing has to be long and steady it's an outbreath which is the outbreath is the movement of release and of uh, expression bringing things out into the world around you so instead of the world around you bringing things into you this one you're bringing qualities within your body mind bringing them out so that means you put yourself your heart in the driver's seat rather than the world around you being the center your heart is the center of your life and you bring that up and you don't you can't just do this with a thought or thinking certainly is part of it result energetic rising up and this is done through the breathing the long out breath and filling the body and then resonating it in the throat as we may as the breath turns into sound which is a pretty amazing thing really we take it for granted that something that becomes sound means that that which is first of all within your own body becomes uh, heard becomes external heard so in a way your own breath body stands around you becomes for those moments your your environment it's around you now 
you both bring it up and also you're listening to it. So you generate your own micro-environment. <clears throat> Therefore one is both active and receptive, receiving things through the ears, through the sound faculty. The sound. The sound is long, sustained, uh, bright. Now, sound itself is a very evocative experience because with seeing things, looking at things, things we look at are always at some distance away from us, generally in front of us, and we can stand back and think about them, form an opinion about it, like this or that or the other, decide to go towards it or not. But with sound, you're already in it. It's around you, it wraps around you. And so it's a much more intimate experience. And when you're producing that, at the same time you're also producing a bodily experience, which is the subtle resonances of breathing in and out, and the resonances in the throat, the bones, the chambers of the body that produce resonance. Well, that is very intimate. what's happening in your own body you don't get look at or decide or it's it's you're in it it's immediately affecting you and touching you and so producing sustained resonance uh, has a steadying effect and producing that's a steadying bodily effect because it's sustained it's associated with the breathing out no pressure, no no push. And listening experience is one of that which wraps around you. So this is very much, um, you know, uh, you know what do mothers do with their babies? You don't look at them, give them instructions. <laughs> they pick them up, hold them move them and just kind of warble over them, chuckle and warble over them, actually bathing the little one in both physical movement, bodily contact and supportive sound. So the human system resonate, picks that up, resonates with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm being uh, held by something that's non-aggressive, non-demanding, uh, and it's actually the resonance is your own body and you're in something which is uh, a sound environment which is not sharp, harsh or fast moving but soothed, steady, calming so this is the one of the primary effects of chanting a very different experience from speaking with speaking you only use um, a little bit of your body, which is primarily the throat and the lips, tongue, and so on. Chanting is your whole body, or the whole of the torso, anyway. And letting the sound swell through the form. And the other dimension of puja is that we're 
resonating with particular meanings. And you have a list in this English translation, you have a list of attributes and meanings. And naturally it's rather stylized. But um, around the fundamental suggestions of that, you get the sense of Buddha, bright human being, awakened human being, compassionate human being, reliable, trustworthy. And you bring up that particular meaning. Consider that. And of course you can consider other beings in that same light. It doesn't have to be literally you know, Gautama the Buddha, but it can be anyone or any being who resonates those qualities of reliable, compassionate, wise, non-violent, something you know, trustworthy. So you resonate that. Probably better than resonating stuff you read in the papers, which is generally the unreliable, <laughs> the non-compassionate, and so forth, which you pick up. So sometimes do you want to read a newspaper, or would you like to consider the Buddha? Well, and this is timeless because it's not like these qualities are not the timeless qualities. It's not like the Buddha is the only person who ever anything like this and completely foreign. No, they're, they're qualities that we can at least resonate with and admire. Uh, and then the, the Dhamma is the way, there is a way a path, a way out of suffering and stress and it begins right here in one's own heart inviting you to inquire look into it what is bothering you what is gladdening you why do you get tangled where do you feel overwhelmed or locked Uh, and hmm, rather than just give up on it or put up with it, can you investigate, inquire into how the mind is becoming seized by such experiences as worry, anxiety, feeling of inadequacy, feeling mistrusted or disliked. Uh, Because even though those may be triggered and catalyzed by people and events around you, eventually it's something that's happening in your own heart and mind. And that's the piece that you could at least begin to work with you know, in meditation. Getting some space around uh, the feeling, the mood, the impression, contemplating it. Sensing it just as a phenomenon, not really yours at all. Uh, and then being able to steady look into the basis of what uh, uh, anxiety or mistrust or depression or overwhelm is and it's possible because all the all the qualities that are affecting you no matter how seemingly abstract they are always come in through the experience of feeling Thought and feeling. Thought triggers a particular feeling. And the feeling 
grabs the heart. Feeling grabs the heart. If it doesn't grab the heart, it doesn't get you. And this is often the place where we begin to place some space. There's a feeling, a mood, it doesn't... Where is, where is the being grabbed by it? Often it's in trying to push it away, wrangling with it, wishing it wasn't here, blaming oneself, blaming others, fearing others. Just, if we stop that, could it possibly there be a clear space which allows the feeling to pass through? And in practice, we can, we can find that. This is just a beautiful possibility, intimate, individual, uh, whatever one's own life is bringing up is that is to realize there's a possibility there that I have the opportunity to work with no matter what anybody else does or says so the possibility for clearing and renewal is Dhamma Sangha represents the aspiration, the integrity vehicle, the commitment to practicing. Those who have practiced, they've always had to practice with what they felt. Uh, In sickness and health, in uh, loneliness and anxiety, in with commitment and courage, um, they've had to practice directly with what arises and holding themselves steady through that process this is something gives you a model uh, particularly when you hear the stories that people have been through or witness the models these are people of integrity well I could at least aspire to those kind of qualities practicing directly practicing straightly practicing with integrity so these are the basic meanings that we evoke through this process and because um, they're meanings rather than just thoughts they're heart expressions the things you have to kind of feel feel your own way with as to how that touches you, which which of these touch you at any particular time, and linger in the meaning, dwell upon it, resonate with it, and give attention to it till it becomes fuller and stronger in your heart. So we'll begin the puja.